Instacart shoppers know groceries. They know that you can't make guacamole with rock-hard avocados. They know how to quickly find those peanut butter pretzels you can never find. And they keep you in the know by giving you updates about your order along the way. Let Instacart shoppers help take shopping off your plate so you can get time and energy back for what really matters. Visit instacart.com or download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. Minimum order $10. Additional terms apply. Instacart. Add life to cart. We're going to talk to Joe Buck. You know Joe Buck from baseball. You know him from football. He's become that guy with sports on TV. He's got a new show. This is the second season. It's called Undeniable with Joe. It's an interview show, and it airs on DirecTV's audience network on channel 239. So that's the thing. When you got a million channels, you need to find content, and Joe Buck is one of those guys who provides. Uh, he's never been on this show before, I don't believe. Uh... Are you sure? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I've, uh, yeah, in fact, I'm positive. Okay, he's never been on the All program. Right. All right, I've met him before, and I like him. Let's go to the hotline and welcome to this show, Joe Buck. Joe, how you doing, buddy? Good, Mike. How are you? Pleasure to have you on the program, and uh, great timing because we we uh, you know we live in Tampa, and Derek Jeter lives here. And I was just talking about it the other day. We were saying how and the entire career that he has, and you look at him, you can't. You can't point to one thing that says he was he was a dick ever. Like even LeBron, you can find yeah. reasons. And then I realized there is that one point where where Joe Buck was live during the All Star game and walked into the locker room and he couldn't have been nicer and was just pointing it out that Derek Jeter was sitting there. Right. And Derek Jeter was a total dick to you. And you handled Mike, it. You were Mike. so professional. <laughs> you were so professional about Mike, it. Yes. Mike. That was a that was a taped piece. Damn that it. was a joke. I know. I was going to say, and I watched it like four or five times, and I couldn't tell if it was real or if it was a joke. And there you go. Oh, well, he's still. No, 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 no. That wasn't live. That was that was would have been like five minutes before then. I magically appeared in the booth. No, it. That was, uh, <laughs> he that doesn't was understand how TV works. I was watching the clip on YouTube, so I couldn't tell, and I was like, all right, well, hey, it's good to know that he wasn't a dick. No, he he really wasn't. I, I think the, the surprising thing about him, and it's been said probably a million times, but I can tell you I was there. For him to be the captain of the Yankees, and look, the guy dated dated them all. Yeah. And you, you line up the Hall of Fame of women at, during his time of, of playing for the Yankees, and, and he was with them. And it was an impressive list. Yeah. But as far as stepping into a puddle or making a mistake or saying the wrong thing or igniting any controversy at all was something he said after a game or before a game or losing his temper with the media. None of that stuff. So it, in this day and age, I, I think it's one of the great examples of, of how to be a professional. Sometimes it was boring. True. Sometimes it was, he, he could be a boring quote, but it worked and it got him through a career where he just, kind of skim the surfaces of, of having fun and the press left him alone. Yeah. And, and uh, one incident that y- you can never think of is when Steinbrenner questioned his partying and they turned that into a goddamn visa commercial. So it always worked yeah. out for him in the end. <laughs> it always did. It's like, uh, it's like Artie Lang's uh, routine about Tom Brady. I mean, there's just nothing. Well, what else can a guy have? Yeah. Uh, to me, I look at Brady, I see a full head of hair, which pisses me off. I see, <laughs> Uh, Giselle, his wife, and I see a guy who's one of, if not the best quarterbacks uh, to play the game. I mean, Jeter is in that category. And 
I can tell you, I think in his heart, he's he's a good guy. Yeah, I, I uh, still hope that uh, now that he's living here permanently in Tampa, there's a time where he and I will become best friends. There's no sign of It'll it happening. It'll probably happen. There's no sign of it, but I'll, I'll force him into it somehow. I uh, thought that's why he retired. I, 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 I got out <laughs> of New York and, and got home. You know, I'm from, I was born in St. Pete, and I, I spent so much time in Tampa growing up. Uh, I kind of considered that a second home when I was a kid. Do you come back here now? I mean, and, and I don't know. You probably travel so much too. I do. I I just haven't had any reason to go back there. You know, obviously, I was back there for uh, for baseball playoffs when the Rays were uh, were in it, but not really since then. And it it, it kind of it's it's a little hole in my life because I I promise you, every spring training going to St. Pete and watching the Cardinals get ready for the start of the season is, you know, that was as much a, a part of my life as Christmas was back then. Yeah, and, and how hard of it was, was it a decision for you to go into this field? Like when you have, we have like Colin Hanks on, Tom Hanks' son, and Michael Jordan's kid wants to play basketball. That's a risky deal going and doing something that your that your family has been so successful in. I think I was just dumb. You know, <laughs> I, I don't think I was smart enough to realize uh, that that it was going to come with a lot more pressure because I was somebody's kid, you yeah. know? And, and I think because I was around him as so much as a kid, he always wanted me with him and he took me on road trips and, and he and I were more buddies than we were father, son. And, uh, I, I think that's why it worked and it's why I admired what he did. I, I saw that baseball and being around a ball club kept him young. And it's so consequently, it's what I wanted to do since I was four and yeah. and just being in that shadow, I, I thrived in it because I, I really soaked it all in. I didn't fight it. Uh, you know, the nepotism stuff doesn't bother me. It's it's just part of my life. And, uh, you know, without him, I wouldn't be talking to you. And without him, I wasn't doing the Cardinals at 21 years old. So I, I got a huge break by being around it as a little boy. And then I, I think I, looking back, I was smart enough to take advantage of it. Yeah, and uh, and I have to tell you, and I, I'm, uh, you, your voice and doing a game, when I was a kid, when I was young, I'd wake up on Sunday and I'd hear Madden and Summerall doing the game. And I wasn't even that big of a football fan then. But just to have that familiar voice and an Al Michaels-type voice, Joe Buck has become that voice of my generation. That they, that when you're calling a game, it's as comfortable as anything being, you know, uh, I, don't know I don't know if I'm explaining it right, but it, it need, it's supposed to be there. Well, that that's literally for anybody. That's the ultimate compliment. That, that and, and I don't know that I always succeed in that category, but I'm with you. I mean, I... That's how I grew up. You know, I was Vin Scully on the Saturday baseball game of the week. I was Madden and Summerall uh, for the NFL and then Al Michaels. And, and I had to try and step in for Madden and Summerall at Fox. And I had to do it with Troy Aikman and Chris Collinsworth. That was harder than actually stepping in for my dad and filling in, uh, in for his empty seat when he was away. That's how I started with the Cardinals. But doing Madden and Summerall, yeah. uh, that, that was about as intimidating as it could get how now how does that work uh you you obviously are in the cardinals organization they know that you are no baseball they know that you've been around it your whole life you know, it's a, a you know natural transition but all of a sudden they're like hey let's make them do football too and you know enough to say okay i can do football like i'm only surprised yeah. when you see these guys doing hockey one week and something else another week i'm like how do they know all this stuff 
Well, I'm kind of doing that now with golf, you know, getting a chance to do the U.S. Open and learning as I go. Uh, but for football, I had done some. I had done a handful of years as, as kind of a third or fourth guy at Fox. So I, I was in their minor league system, so to speak. And, mm-hmm. um, and I was doing the game of the week in baseball, and I was doing the World Series. So I had at least established myself. Uh, as somebody who could handle that sort of a platform. And, you know, I, I got the opportunity and didn't screw it up. <laughs> no, you did very well. This is Joe Buck joining us. You know Joe Buck, whether you're watching him on football, baseball, golf, or anything else, but he's also a talk show host. You got Undeniable with Joe Buck uh, tonight at 8 o'clock on DirecTV's Audience Network. Now, uh, you mentioned Artie Lang before, and I, I remember when that whole Artie Lang thing went down, you were cool. Me with too. It. You were. <laughs> <laughs> you do. You remember that? <laughs> I do remember that. Yeah. But I remember Obviously. you you being the cool one the next day and going, "Hey, we told Artie to go crazy. Maybe we just asked a little bit too much of a ridiculous addict, uh, not knowing what to expect." But uh, you know, you you guys are cool now, right? Oh my God! Yeah, we yeah. we've become really good friends out of that. In fact, he was on the second show. Yeah. Uh, and 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 called me right after. He's like, "Look, man, I'm <laughs> sorry. I, I got a little carried away. I'm a comedian, uh, you know." So he's going on and on, going anything I can do, and I took him up on it. Yeah. But I, I wrote the forward to his second book. Yeah, I, I was disappointed in HBO, I, and I guess it comes off as sour grapes now. But I was like, "Look, we we booked Artie Lang." Okay, and it's nighttime on HBO, and I I'm I grew up as a young male in America. I know what's on nighttime on HBO, right. and it's okay. We're, we're all going to be okay. And this was a live show, and let's not act like the guy just gave away the codes to the nuclear. <laughs> let's, let's everybody relax and. You know, what What sucked was I kind of got lumped in on their side, and I, I called them the next day. I said, look, I'm on your side, and there shouldn't be any sides because it, it's TV. Who yeah. cares? And, you know, I, I can tell you that at Fox, the guy I worked for there forever would have celebrated it and said, hey, you know, that the rating was great for the thing, by the way, and say, look, uh, who knows what you're going to see next time, but tune in. This is the kind of stuff you're going to get. And uh, HBO just didn't take that task. Yeah, not to mention the fact that I didn't see it live, but I had to go seek it out because everybody was talking about it. I mean, you, you can't yeah, ask that's that. that's kind of a good thing yeah, in this world. Sure. You know, there's enough crap that's on TV that comes and goes. And, uh, yeah, I, I, I thought it was a whiff by, by everybody involved. So you say to Jeter, I'm going to say this and you act like a dick to me and then I'm going to play it off. I can't believe I've, I, you, he, you know it. why Joe Buck sells it so well. He makes the face like, okay, he makes it like, yeah. I want to spit in your face, but I'm Joe Buck and I'm a professional. Then you well, sold it very well. Well, you know, I, I did have that, uh, that option with Artie that night to jump in the pit with him and start, and I'm going to lose that battle. So yeah. there was no use. And, and then on the show, I did have Jeter on my undeniable show and I did call him, uh, I said, quit acting like a little bitch on, <laughs> on my show. And, uh, he laughed and, uh, thank God. And the audience laughs. And, uh, you know, I, I think there, if you can break some of that fake TV stuff down and actually talk to somebody one-on-one like Kelly Slater's the show tonight, uh, I, I think you can get to areas that these guys don't normally get to or give up because they're they're guarded and protected and Jeter was certainly that way. Kelly Slater is somebody that I find very interesting. I'm, I'm, I grew up in New York. I know nothing about surfing in the ocean, but here's a guy who basically made a career out of, out of a hobby and went on to 
you know, hook up with Pamela Anderson. And, and honestly, I, I saw the preview of the two of you sitting there together, and I thought, he is one handsome gentleman. He really is. Who's prettier? We're talking about Joe. Piercing eyes. He's got piercing, piercing eyes. eyes. Who, Let's just say it. Pre, uh, Mary F. Kill, Alex Rodriguez, Derek Jeter, and Kelly Slater. For me? Yeah. <laughs> I'd kill them all. I have, no, I have no desire to marry or F either of any of them. It's not, you know, it's not real. Like, I, I would, uh, obviously, I would F uh, Jeter, and I would marry, uh, no, I'd marry Jeter, I'd F Kelly Slater, I'd kill Alex Rodriguez. All right. Yeah. I don't know. I, Fair enough. Yeah. I, I, could, I can see that. Yeah. I'm, I'm not going to fight that. Thank you. Uh, on you. I'm glad Joe Buck and I get along. Um, how, how, how far ahead do you tape episodes of uh, Undeniable? I, I feel like I taped this one so long ago. I was like 15. When I, did, uh, I did it. Uh, I did it last year around Super Bowl time. Oh, but that's Jesus. the beauty of these things. It's it's not like it's hey, come on and let's talk about next week's game or hey, come on, let's talk about the movie you have coming up. It's not that. It's where did you fall and how did you? You know, Michael Phelps doing doing one with him and him talking about the bong picture and him talking about the DUIs and. Yeah, you know, it's almost become like a self-help series. Even if you don't like sports, because you see these people, you know, you think they're perfect, and then you realize, you know what? Everybody's got stuff they've dealt with, despite all the money and all the fame, uh, and and that's what this is. So it's it's been a while since I sat down with Kelly. I'm actually excited to watch it tonight. I I appreciate that as a guy who does a lot of interviews. I I appreciate. It. I'm so sick of asking the prescribed questions. Uh, I heard. Howard Stern asked, uh, he had uh, Hugh Grant on the other day, and I thought, how is he going to get around talking about the hooker thing with Hugh Grant without making a big deal? It was so old and so long ago, and that's exactly yeah. what he did. He he said, hey, uh, if that happened now, you know, in this day and age with the, you know, sex the way it is, do you think people would have made that big of a difference, uh, that, that big of a deal about it? And I thought, what a brilliant way to handle it. If you could just sit down and talk to these people like like man to man, I don't, I don't you know, or man to woman, whatever, I, I think they're fine with answering those questions. Yeah, I, I really do too. I think they're actually dying to answer those questions yeah. because they're they're as sick of answering them. You know, I go on satellite media tours and it's like, hey, Joe Buck's appearance is sponsored by Johnson's Paint, and uh, boy, when you're painting your house, use Johnson's Paint. And uh, I, you know, I, after a while, you're just saying the same thing over and over again. And that's why I love the Stern interviews. You know, these they're genuinely excited to tell their side of the story or reveal something that makes them human. And that's what this show's been all about. It's why I like doing it. Otherwise I wouldn't bother because I got a lot going on. It's, it's worthwhile. Yeah. That's the, well, I'm that's looking for the best thing I can say about it. I, I'm looking forward to check. I asked you how far in advance you taped it. Cause I was curious to see who else was coming up on the show. Well, we've got uh, this season. It's Mike Singletary and Sugar Ray Leonard and uh, Joe Torre and uh, Tony Larusa and uh, Carrie Walsh Jennings, and uh, you know it's kind of goes on and on and on. I don't know if Good. I said Joe Theismann. He's great in there. Um, Joe Theismann is a great Faldo. interview. Oh, the golfer. Yeah, the golfer. But Theismann, you don't even have to be there. Uh, yeah. you could just, uh, you go, hey, Joe, how you doing? And an hour later, you go, okay, that's it. Uh, <laughs> tune in next time. That's Th about all you need. Deisman is great because he'll tell you about his prostate right out of the gate. And then... Uh, oh, yeah, whatever you want. Uh, that, I'll tell you what I did uh, with Deisman that I was very proud of is that uh, there was a wrestler named Sid Vicious who wrestled for WCW, jumped off the top rope, landed, and snapped his leg much like Joe did. 
And uh, I was the first person to show that to Joe. He happened to be in Tampa for the Super Bowl that week, and he was explaining at that time he had never even watched his own, and it was interesting to see him watch and react to somebody else's injury. Yeah. Yeah, it was like well, he felt it all it, over again. It's funny you say that because we obviously ran the highlight of it in, in the our interview uh, little whatever theater, mm. and the crowd, he wouldn't turn around and watch it. And he he has not watched it, won't watch it to this day. And that happened in the mid eighties and he he just wouldn't do it. So Ugh. the crowd is gasping. I, I personally I watched it once. I watched I remember where I was when it happened. I'm old enough to, to remember that. And I didn't turn around and watch it either because the monitors are behind us, but I, uh, you know, when there's something that traumatic uh, that, that was a it was really the jumping off point for the rest of his life irony of it is he left the field and his first television football broadcast partner was my dad. Oh, no kidding. So we, it, it just kind of all comes full circle and it's about two degrees of separation <laughs> from Jack Buck for me everywhere I turn. You didn't like to watch it? Like you didn't watch those Olympic guys snapping the, uh, the leg and the, and the, the guy, the weightlifter? I, no, oh. I can't do it. I just can't do it. I, and when, if I'm in the booth and there's a screaming line drive foul ball into the seats, I, purposely turn my head away I, I can't I can't watch it I was a kid uh, in Cincinnati and got hit in the head by a Pete Rose foul ball oh. uh, and and remember that was wearing one of those fake plastic junky souvenir batting helmets that <laughs> it cracked and uh, I it just scares the hell out of well me. you have a good reason that, yeah you have trauma yeah, I don't know if I get flashbacks or what, but I yeah, I, I just don't like that stuff. I, I can't look at it. My father caught a foul ball on the nose from George Foreman, uh, not George Foreman, uh, George Foster on the uh, on the Mets when we were a kid. It went up the third base line, cracked him right in the nose, blood oh. everywhere. Yeah, it didn't even break his nose, but it hit him pretty goddamn hard. And then they brought that ball back to me, and I still had that bloody, dried-up baseball from uh, from George. Nice souvenir. Yeah. Did, hey. did that do anything to you? Did you think, God, my dad can't catch? <laughs> <laughs> Are you kidding me? My dad took one to, uh, took a line drive. The previous line drive hit the scoreboard like the natural and and blew up lights. And then the, uh, I mean, it did it. He, he hit one to the right, fouled all, blew up lights, hit one to the left, hit my father in the nose, and my father didn't refuse medical service. He went there and put a little, cleaned it up nah, a little. I swear to God, nice. came down that's to the seat nice. and we stayed for the rest of the game. That's what I, that's what yeah, I think about my old man. man. Mm. man. Uh, upon further review, I think it's because he didn't want to give them his ID because he kind of had a shady past. But now, but at the time though. <laughs> As a kid. Uh, Joe Buck, it is a pleasure to talk to you. Make sure you check out Undeniable with Joe. Uh, Kelly Slater is the guest tonight. Channel 239 on DirecTV. Uh, I really enjoyed speaking to you today. I appreciate it. And good luck with the second season of the show. All right, Mike. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. There you go. Joe Buck. Oh, that was good. I like him. So you fell for that? Because now that you say that, I remember it, and it was so obvious that that was fake. And In fact, oh, we talked no, about no, it. Oh, no, no, yes. no, no. I just watched it the other day. Oh. Let me tell you why. You know Let those Gatorade commercials where they do the jump and catch and the tidal wave and stuff? Those aren't real either. Let me tell you why. Because he walked in the locker room and caught those guys like what seemed like surprise. And I thought, okay, well, they're not going to bring Joe Buck in without telling the, the players, hey, yeah. Joe Buck's coming in. But they didn't care, and some of them were Hispanic. I didn't even know they spoke English. And then when he got around to Derek Jeter, it was Jeter and uh, one of the other Yankees having a conversation, and he kind of, like, interrupted their conversation. Jeter's last All-Star game, so he didn't care. And Joe Buck is not a Yankee guy. And Jeter, uh, sometimes the Yankees will do that. Well, they'll turn their back on somebody for not being a Yankee fan. The guy who, uh, who I can't remember his name right now, but he... 
saved the, uh, the the Yankees. He hit a home run. He was an unlikely home run hitter, and he hit a home run. And when he came off the field, uh, they wanted to talk to him, and the guy had previously insulted Pete Rose, and the guy refused to. He said to him, because of the way you treated Pete Rose, we decided not to talk to you. Yeah. So they'll do that sometimes. Yeah. But Joe Buck's face, when you watch it, I'm going to put it on our Facebook page, he looks so annoyed, like he's like, hey, I didn't come in here to be your best friend. But this is my job, and you got to make my job more difficult. But little did I know the acting skills that Joe Buck had. Yeah. What did you think of Jurassic Park? Now, you know that that's those the, dinosaurs. Not all of them. Some of them are real. No, and not the of them are real. the bird ones are fake. No. They don't have bird They're dinosaurs. They're all fake. Shut up, Galvin. All right. 